0: Welcome to Wolf's Watch. We have a special guest today, the co founder of Leshino Coffee Roasters. I am sitting here enjoying a cup of, I did a pour over of Joker's Point Blend. That is what got this started. And I'm just going to bring him right in. We've got with us today, Dave Go. Am I pronouncing your name right, Dave? Dave Go? Dave Goff? Goff.
1: Yes. Goff. Goff. I
0: am so yeah. sorry. I can't no believe I'm.
1: Uh. No worries.
0: <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Dave.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me.
0: And I I love this. I got my, my Joker's point blend. Some mutual friends of ours sent this to me and I reached out to Dave and said, Hey, I want to let's, let's talk coffee. One of my favorite topics. And uh, it is good coffee.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: How how did you understand this was one of your first roasts? How, How did that come about?
1: Yeah. So, um, that Joker point blend is the first blend that we put together. Um, we'd been messing around with roasting on a real small scale, you know, kind of just honestly, just in the garage. And, um, when we moved up to the Layshawn Islands, uh, we started to to really conceptualize kind of this, uh, small business idea. And, um, so we were we're messing around with lots of different origin roasts and whatnot. And, and, uh, we We live on just this beautiful little peninsula, smack dab in the heart of the Lao Islands, and uh, the point that we live on is called Joker's Point. And uh, so uh, once we landed on uh, like, oh, we like the taste of this roast, what the heck are we going to call it? It just seemed to be a natural fit uh, to name it after the point that we had you know recently moved to. So, um doesn't have a lot of significance to to many other people uh, outside of the Lational Islands, but has a lot of significance to us.
0: Sure, absolutely. And and Lational Islands is a beautiful area. Now, if you as you're watching this, if you're not familiar with the Lational Islands, this is Northern Michigan, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, on the North Shore of Lake Huron. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful area. Yeah, I have a lot of great memories of of um, fishing vacations with my parents there in the summer times
1: yeah it's a pretty special area i uh i didn't grow up here but i grew up vacationing here it was our my mm-hmm. favorite, uh annual camping trip and so uh largely fishing trips one week a year and i just fell mm-hmm. in the area at a, at a young age so just very fortunate to be able to, to live and work here now
0: yes and i'm i'm fussing around here in the background i want to share a map real quick for our audience so they can see so this is where we're talking about this is the northern peninsula of michigan i'm going to zoom out kind of see the uh, the relationships is really close to canada as well
1: yeah yeah because right? we'll this
0: that. is this is canada this is yeah. the line yep. the international border right here Yep. and the islands are in this area so zoom back in thank you google maps holy cow <laughs> 30 years ago, couldn't imagine doing something like this yeah. get the satellite view to see the green.
1: Yeah. So those, uh, there's 36 islands, um,
0: 36, wow.
1: Yeah. Kind of on this stretch of 12 miles of shoreline, like you said, Jeff, on the Northern shores of Lake Huron. And so, um, if you were to be blindfolded and helicoptered into the Lational Islands, you'd. Unblindfold and and probably think you're on the coast of Maine. It's like mm. topographically, it's very very similar to Maine. So lots of cedar and pine trees and huge boulders and um, it, it's got a long long rich tradition of wooden boat craftsmanship. And so there, uh, it's the the host of the still I believe the the uh, country's largest wooden boat show. Um, every single summer, um, some of the shores are dotted with these hundred year old boathouses that are just majestic. Right. So it's, yes. I do, uh, I, it still brings a smile to my face when I talk about like, oh my gosh, I, I live here.
0: So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, on that boat show, I was there for the first boat show. Oh, were you really? Our, yeah. So well, our, our mutual friend, Steve Dresback, yeah. now yeah. Steve and Mary Dresback. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I remember working that boat show with him in the Murtaugh family when they had um, a, a lot of the uh, Chris craft restorations yeah, yeah. at that time. And I came back for the 20th okay, of, of that. And I was just astounded yeah. at how, I mean, because there were know, 20, 30 boats. It was, yeah. a, it was a good show. The first one. And then to come back and find and see, it's really become an international boat show.
1: Yeah. 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 Thousands a, of
0: people showing up. It was amazing
1: it's one of the biggest influxes of um like money into the economy in this very small rural part of Mm -hmm. peninsula michigan so it's um uh two years ago they ended up canceling it because of the the pandemic yeah yeah that was like big thing right but uh had it again last year and I, i think there are now it averages about 125 votes um so it's yeah it's just super cool
0: big uh big uh t- uh tall what do they call a tall ship
1: Tall ships yeah sailing
0: ship you know comes up from uh, is it Chicago or Detroit yeah. sails yeah. all the way up to the Great Lakes it's yeah a regular
1: yeah there are you know, a couple uh couple great lakes tall ships now applying the waters up here and I don't think you and I talked about uh this collaboration that we did Jeff but um no the, we didn't uh, there was a um oh 78 foot wooden schooner built on Drummond Island um a couple summers ago it it actually took multiple years to build this but uh built hand built by um captain hugh covert and his wife julie and and a bunch of their friends you know pitched in and did this and um so their drummond island is just like 25 miles you know uh by water from us and it's right on the border of of canadian waters. just another beautiful area So they built this um, 78 foot wooden schooner tall ship uh, with the idea of we want to make a floating bed and breakfast. And so they reached out to us and and said, wow, we need coffee to serve on our our tall ship. Um, So we did this collaboration uh, and Mm -hmm. uh, uh, they said the the one kind of one uh, rule, if you will, that we have is whatever we land on, it has to be called the Huron Jewel Blend. And so, um, that quickly became, uh, like neck and neck with, with Joker point. Uh, those two are our, our top, top sellers by far. Um, and so the, the bag of that one has a, a line drawing of, uh, the Huron jewel schooner on it. And, um, some people I think just buy it because they, like the, just, they like how the bag looks, you know, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> the presentation is uh, a big yeah, part of it, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: you might <have> cool. <laughs> hey uh uh our mutual friend Mary Tresback, Mary Schoberg dressback has joined us.
1: Awesome. Hey Mary.
0: Saying hello. Hey Mary, thanks for being part of the conversation. Because Mary and Steve uh Tresback had shipped me the that's how I got that's how I got the Joker's Point blend. Yeah. And that's what led to this conversation. So thank you so much. Yeah. And I was really, you know, if we could Sidebar just for a second, Dave. Yeah. I, I was not aware when we first talked, I was not aware that um of how close of a connection you had with Steve and Mary.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um our we so we moved up to the Lay Island area when um our kids were in high school. We've got four kids, and and so our oldest uh jonah was just starting his senior year when we moved up here and then um our triplets were starting 10th grade and so Tripl- triplets
0: yeah did i hear that right triplets yeah, right yeah oh my gosh
1: yeah. so um their first summer uh you know working up here uh jonah and, and uh two of the uh, sam and landon from from the triplet set all got summer jobs at cedarville marine and um Steve Dresback just took all three of them under his wing and, and just treated them so well. And, and, um, has gotten to know them really well. Jonah now works full time at Cedarville Marine and, you know, worked under, you know, kind of the tutelage of, of Steve, his first couple of years there. And Steve just talks about Jonah and, and, you know, the, the, the rest of our kids is kind of his own right you know i mean steve and mary are just that those type of people where you yeah. get to know them, and, and they just become family right away so mm-hmm. um yeah we we owe a lot to to steve in terms of you know just taking our our kids brand new landed landed you know in this new area and uh you know the the way that uh that they they've treated our kids has just been wonderful
0: and, and i it, the interesting thing is i had heard part of the story about jonah from the other side through steve and mary oh
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: and you know how impressed steve was with him and, and and working with him and taking him under his wing uh helping helping him with his with his career mentoring him yeah, yeah. with his career as as a mercury marine master yeah. mechanic yeah. along the same path that steve had followed and you know growing up i had had because i've known steve since Way you know, geez, probably before I got into double digits of back. age, yeah, yeah, you know, way back in the day, you know, way back, 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 <laughs> and it, I had a similar experience. You know, he's just that he's got that kind of heart for yeah. people. You know, it took me under his wing, learned a lot from him, and and had such a huge impact on the arc of my life. And yeah. Mary and I have been friends since we were teenagers. We've known each other forever, and has been a good friend yeah. and and part of you know again part of the arc of my life. And to meet people like that along the way that are willing to help others and you know, just have a heart for it and enjoy it. And, yeah. you know, my wife commented on that cause Stephen, and Mary and my wife and I got together last November and, you know, Steve was just on our way back. We're driving back to Los Angeles from Phoenix where, where we hung out with them for a while. And, you know, my wife was just talking about, you know, it's just so much fun to hang out with them. It's just charming people. It's such a great heart and yeah. enjoy being around them. Yeah. And, yeah, And then to have a chance to meet you and go, yeah, as soon as you mentioned Jonah, I'm going, oh my gosh, you're Jonah's dad. It was like, I felt like we'd known each other for a long
1: time. Steve doesn't know it, but he's got a little bit of like rock star status here in, in this small neck of the woods. So I was bringing my daughter um, home from college. Uh, she had a, just a little extended break this past week. And mm-hmm. uh, we're driving into uh, our hometown and Uh, this jeep is coming the other way and i'm just driving i'm not paying attention and all of a sudden lauren uh said oh my gosh that was steve (laughs) dresbach she doesn't know steve real well other than in the coffee shop and she's like oh my gosh there he is (laughs) i love it
0: i love it well earned you know it's well earned yeah i was still thinking about the the boat show yeah um and joker's point blend it seemed that there was a you mentioned you know the the long history of wooden boats in uh in the in the lational island sure. area and that's true for joker's point specifically as well isn't it wasn't there a story about uh how joker's point got its name
1: yeah yeah um i'd forgotten we talked about that so back in the oh i wish i knew the exact date late 1800s um one of the the first kind of founding commercial fishermen, um, he uh, his, the name of his wooden fishing vessel was the Joker, and uh, he uh, this was, it was actually during a winter storm. You know there weren't big dry docks back then to keep these boats in out of the elements in the winter, and so they stayed in um, you know year round, and so. Um, as typical of this area this big winter storm blows in and uh there was quite a bit of ice apparently you know on the on the lakes already and uh the joker just took a beating it ended up sinking um off of joker point that's where he had wow. moored and so yeah it sunk uh, right off the point where we now uh, call home and so um you know just this long tradition of wooden boats in the area and, and jen and i just kind of have a passion for the history of of that um yeah you know hearing that story that 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 this big wooden vessel sank at you know right off the shore where we live really was kind of significant in, in helping us come up with the name of that that first coffee blend so
0: that's a great story yeah. wow sank the ship. <laughs> Point gets you know the well, and the ice is just incredible. It, yeah. I've been in the area a couple times uh in the past during the winter, and it's just unbelievable how you know to see water freeze sometimes three, four feet
1: thick. Yeah, yeah, it was the winter solid three feet of ice this winter. Wow. A matter of fact, there are still um kind of some d- diehard ice fisher men and women out fishing in the islands still. Whoa. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. You and, know, and it's April. April 5, and, and there's still people at Ice Fishing. So yeah, crazy about it is these are, you know, it's set right off Lake Huron, which is this huge body of, of fresh water. Mm-hmm. And there's just, um, you know, these five great lakes are all connected to the this big seaway, right? So international mm-hmm. waters come in and out of here all the time. So this current is constantly flowing in these great lakes and and it's not uncommon like we can stand it and look out the water in mid-february and if a big storm blows up all this these waves just crash and break the ice so i can i totally understand now how a wooden fishing vessel could have just gotten thrashed and, and went down it's kind of like the edmund fitzgerald on a, on a much smaller scale
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a good point it's just—I remember watching um, a, a couple of, of scuba divers taking the temperature out in in the bay near Hessel.
1: Yeah.
0: To decide what gear to put on, and they turned and looked at me and they go, "You—I was a teenager at the time—and they, they go, you swim in this?'" And I go, "Yeah." And they go, "Without a wetsuit?" And I go, "Yeah." Why? And they go, "Because it's 55 degrees." <laughs> <laughs> It's like, well, that would explain why my lips would be purple after about a half an hour of swimming.
1: <laughs> yeah, it never really even gets warm in July, <laughs> yeah.
0: but uh, so that's a great story behind the first blend, yeah. great story behind the the blend yeah. that you created yeah. for the uh ship that became a bed and breakfast. Yeah. But how in, in starting the company, it was something we'd had an opportunity to talk about uh pre show was uh you're still involved in education
1: yeah yep
0: it's part of this so you're uh, very common on the entrepreneurial path that there's multiple things going on you start a business while you're still working at something else
1: yeah can yeah. you
0: talk a little bit about that experience and, and how that's been um, yeah. it's always a big challenge
1: yeah for sure and it, and it continues to be so um long long story short Jen and I since we were early you know married, had kind of this dream of of owning a business together. And we were never really sure exactly what that business would be. We'd come up with these ideas and you know, a couple months would go by and another idea would come up. <laughs> but over, you know, this this span of of multiple years, that conversation kind of keep kept circling back to coffee. Wouldn't it be cool to have a coffee shop? Um and uh then back in I don't know. Right around 2002, um, we got real serious about purchasing a um, an existing coffee shop down in in West Michigan where we were living at the time. And um, triplets were a year. You know, we had four kids under two years or two and a half years old, and, wow. and life was just kind of getting in the way of of really getting serious about starting a business. Um, but that that conversation just continued, you know, it continued to kind of seep into into our lives. And when we moved to our current location in the Lational Islands, um, I was still working full time. My, my job is really what brought me here or brought us me and my family here. And but we had this opportunity um, to, to kind of reset and, and say, all right, what do we really want to do? And that conversation about starting a small business kind of re-entered, came back onto the table. And we'd started messing around with roasting, you know, just in the garage and kind of playing around with that. And uh, so we just, we said, let's give this a shot. You know, we we kind of had a, a sense that there was a need for a coffee shop in the area. I mean, every every small town yeah. deserves a coffee shop, right?
0: Sure. Yeah. Well, and in that whole area, there's not really... There was never a, a coffee cafe, coffee shop type of environment.
1: Yeah. So, so we, um, we, we invested in, in this bigger kind of commercial, uh, coffee roaster and, and just said, if we're going to do this, let's just do this. So we started roasting and, and, uh, started, you know, selling at the local farmers market on Sundays. And, and, oh, people, wow. Yeah. So that so was before
0: we, you, before you had your, your, uh, your cafe area that you yeah. have now
1: yeah yeah so okay. um yeah so Sundays we'd show up we we'd schlep our our you know some pots of brewed coffee and whatever you know retail bags we were able to muster up a few days before and and just started talking to people about coffee and and um a lot of the locals started say, asking like you're gonna start a coffee shop and and so there just seemed to be over time this interest and uh mm-hmm. so, You know after about a year of of selling at the farmer's market we said let's let's give this a shot and uh someone reached out to us actually the the lady who was running the chamber of commerce in this small town said i know of a you know a gentleman who who owns this building he's looking to for tenants put us in contact and and you know one thing led to another so nice we end up starting this tiny little coffee shop and uh, Jeff, you know, the, I mean, the Laysha year round 2000 residents and yeah, you know, 10 times that in the summer with all the, the tourists, but, uh, um, well, even,
0: even with, even with 20,000 in the summertime, it's still, it's still small. You right? know, if you're watching this and you live in any kind of major metropolitan area, this it's still 20,000 people disappear into the area. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, it's amazing. It's still a wonderful, um. Yeah. So wonderful environment. I can't I, I get the picture in my head and there's just no way I can describe it.
1: No, no. Um, so, yeah, I'm uh, I'm working full time, uh, you know, mm-hmm. still and in, in public education. And uh, so Jen runs the, the cafe. I do all the roasting weekends, evenings, you know, so it's it's kind of this. Um, this crazy passion that you have. So many days you ask yourself, you know, I'm roasting at eleven thirty at night. Like what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think just the love of of coffee and and kind of fulfilling this dream that Jen and I have had for so long of of starting this business. Um, it's just uh, it's made it very gratifying. Even even the long hours and you know it's not taking a you know, a, a check from the business. You know, mm-hmm. it's just you do it because you care about it. Um, one of our our goals in creating a cafe was to to be feel like we're part of a community. Right. When we live downstate, you know, um, much much larger suburban area, and, and now was
0: that that like the the Lansing area, or- Holland
1: area, yeah, right along the uh, Lake Michigan shoreline, Holland. Okay. Uh, um uh, just west of Grand Rapids. Um, so you
0: moved from like almost the extreme Southwest part of the state yeah. to the extreme Northeast part.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, um, so yeah, you know, it's, uh, I, I forgot where I was going with that.
0: <laughs> well, I wanted, cause you part being part of a community, yeah. which you okay. are in, and the, in that whole, that whole concept of being able, you know, having a place to hang out, enjoy a cup of coffee, joker's roast makes a great pour over by the way it was the first time i've done a pour over oh, awesome with uh, with the joker's roast blend yeah uh great place to hang out what was also something that we had talked about was how you're also you you and jen are very uh, dedicated to giving back to the community as well
1: yeah yeah, yeah so um almost to a t jeff when we were talking to um local residents at, when we were selling at the farmer's market, when we would talk about a potential cafe and ask them, what, what would you like to see if, if something like that were in the area? And to a T people said, we want to see a year round business. Um, Le Chino Island is just like a lot of small touristy towns. Um, a lot of businesses are just seasonal, right? So they're open three, four months a year. And then, and then, Boarded up windows the rest of the year, and, and a lot a lot of the locals said, we just need more year round businesses, and and so we committed to when we opened, we said, you know, through thick or thin, good and bad times, if that's what the community's asking for, that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's I think one thing that we've really learned through this um, is just how critical it is to listen to uh, kind of your stakeholders, right. Um, we have an idea of, we want to do coffee as a business, but if, if our vision is to, is to have the doors open, you know, two days a week or three months out of the year and the community is saying, you know, that's not what we want, not going to be real successful. So, um, Mm -hmm. we found, we, we, we did a lot of listening, uh, a lot of asking questions, um, you know and and not being from the area it's one of the challenges was you got to break into the community right and 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 almost kind of become part of or one of the community and and we're fine we've moved to to various places throughout our life and some communities are easier than others to to kind of break into if you will and so I think we just we we benefited from starting out really small at a farmers market, talking to people, asking questions, listening, you know, and you know I think what we've been able to do is kind of fill this need that's been in the community. Um, a lot of people said, "I want a place to be able to go." Uh, to meet with friends or to have a small business meeting. That's not a bar and not a church. You know, those are really the, the mm-hmm. establishments that are, you know, kind of open and available.
0: Right. Well, and especially in a, in an area that has such a huge tourist tourism influx, right? Cause it's 10 times the 10 times the population between yeah. Memorial day and labor day.
1: Right. Exactly. And then,
0: Business, you know, and businesses respond to that and had, you know, having businesses that support the community outside of just the, the, um, it's not designed just for the tourists. Right. Makes a big difference.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, we're, we're having fun with it. Uh um, you know, it's, uh, we're both just really passionate about coffee and, and, uh, Mm um, you know, it's not just about, you know, brewing a good cup of coffee, but, uh, yes. And
0: before I, I. I think I know where you're going and I got a question related to that, but it's just yeah. to be respectful of your time. And as you're watching this, to be respectful of your time too, it's top of the hour. And I had promised that I'd keep, keep on track time-wise. Can, have you got time to go another 10, 15 minutes?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'd be happy. Super.
0: To. And, and you were beginning to talk about how you and, and Jen are focused on, you know, giving back to the community and, and yeah. using, using business as a way of being able to contribute.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we um, were able to, um, you know, give back to you know, we we donate to our, our local food pantry. You know, not mm-hmm. only just you know, kind of cash donations, um, but there's a a big need for food in the area, and, and um, uh, even to be able to to say, here's thirty bags of of coffee, right? You know, make sure people have access to that as well. And um, but we we look kind of broader, you know, scope as well in terms of, of giving back. And so we really work hard to source our coffees and teas as, as ethically Mm -hmm. as we can.
0: Oh, you've expanded Uh, into tea as well.
1: We have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 2020. We were uh, able to purchase a a small tea business, um, that was started by two Lebanese immigrant, um, two cousins. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, life was taking them and, in paths, uh, kind of away from each other and away from the business. One, uh, had just gotten a, a professorship at Columbia university and, and it moved to New wow. York city. And, and then, uh, Ollie and, uh, and Ollie's wife had a, a medically fragile baby. And, and so they mm-hmm. were positioned to, they needed to, to walk away from the business we'd been carrying their teas and selling them in our cafe since they had started and and um just got okay. to know both ollie and sod and quite well and and so they reached out and said hey we're, we've are we got to sell our business we we think your social vision you know fits well and so long story short we, we were able to, to purchase their their business in 2020 and so Um, they started that business with a vision of, of being able to provide, um, money for educating refugee children. Both of them, both Sally, Ali and Saad had, had immigrated from Lebanon when they were young kids. And so Jen and I committed when, when we agreed to, you know, to buy that business, we, we said that absolutely fits our social mission as well. and so. Um, we continue to donate 10 percent of retail and and wholesale sales on an annual basis to the International Rescue Committee um, and earmark those dollars for education programs for um, refugee children. So something we're really proud to continue. Um, and then we work, yeah, we work really hard to to source ethically. Also, mm-hmm. you know, there are um, there's gender inequities and in, in a lot of you know, uh, industry sectors in, in America and, and across the world, um, pay discrepancies are clearly documented, you know, in, in America, right. Um, men get paid for the same job more than the, than, than women in so many, uh, so many sectors, but within the coffee industry, uh, that, that gender and, and pay inequity is magnified significantly. So in coffee, the vast majority of of the hard physical labors performed by women and but their pay is significantly less than than men who work in coffee so we work hard to support uh, what are called women producer programs so uh for example when we uh, when we source our, our coffees in Guatemala and in Sumatra um, we buy from women producer programs. So those are coffee beans that come from really small shareholder farms that are 100% owned and operated by women. We pay a higher premium for those beans, which helps to, to provide women coffee farmers with a, with a higher salary. So, you know, things, even what seem like small things, um, we feel strongly just benefit everyone.
0: Yes. Well, and it has such a huge impact on those families. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: So, you know, it's a small family business in another country that's really struggling and, and yeah, every every bit counts, every yep. dollar, every cent yep. counts. And, and it sets up. a. have been amazed at some of the stories I've heard from from those countries of how just even one small family business like that can create a chain reaction that's very positive yeah. in their community.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Each,
0: each business supports multiple other people outside of the business.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's. Um, if you really think about it, like this world's much more connected than we realize, right? And mm-hmm. and like you said, one little mm-hmm. impact by us deciding to to pay more for coffee beans that's helping you know families in another country support their families, maybe be able to afford to hire uh, someone else on you know and provide provided jobs. So yeah it's um mm-hmm. we feel fortunate to be able to do what we love to do and be able to have you know even just a small impact on our community and and you know communities far from us mm-hmm.
0: absolutely you know, I, I started my career in uh, manufacturing and depending on who's um i'm just because of that i'm familiar with these Numbers, uh, depending on whose analysis you looked at, every yeah. manufacturing job supported four to seven other jobs. Wow! Yeah, in the local community and in the supply chain for them. So it's just it, running a business, being an entrepreneur, has such a massive positive impact. Yeah, on on the communities that you're involved in.
1: Yeah. We, we never realized that it's a, we don't have business backgrounds. You know, we just had this kind of this passion and dream and kind of wrestle wrestling our way through it. Mm-hmm. Um, had no idea the, the positive impact that a small coffee shop could have on, on this small community. Right. It's, yeah. that's one of the most gratifying things for us is to have people, you know, repeat customers come in and say, like, we were closed last week. Um, spring break week here and in, in this town, very small town empties out. Right. And, and so we just closed during that week each year and to have people come back today, our first back, first open day back in, a, in over a week and say, Oh my gosh, we missed, <laughs> we missed you guys. Glad you're open again. You know, it's um, to, to feel like you're adding value in a community, I think has been the most gratifying thing for us.
0: Yes so much more right entrepreneurship founding a business like you and jen did is about so much more than just the business itself
1: yeah yeah for sure well said it's
0: great it's great to see you know in in to contribute so much to the community the being involved so is that part of the the when you source your coffee beans is that part of the fair trade programs
1: yeah yeah we we, um we, we get as often as we can coffees that have fair trade international certifications mm-hmm. or usd organic certifications um the, the fair trade and and uh, women producer ones are especially important to us just to to try to combat just the inequities that are are so pervasive in the coffee industry um because
0: yeah, some of the countries that we get our coffee beans from, and many people may not think about this when they drink a cup of coffee, some of that to get to that cup, sometimes those beans can come from places where their policies and their practices would horrify people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. In terms of how
0: the, how the workers are especially the women are yeah. treated. Yeah. And to, and to pay attention to that in terms of, of where, you know, how you connect to the supply chain, how, you know MBA terms and we hear in 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 the media a lot you know talking about oh supply chain well supply chain can mean some you know a group of, of women that are being are working for starvation wages yeah on some hillside 12 hours a day that's under, under physically brutal circumstances
1: yeah, yeah it's totally it yeah yeah it's a i wish i would have uh i keep that when i'm roasting um I keep uh, this little jar uh, next to the roaster because when I when I drop the roasted beans um, and they're cooling down in this in this big cooling tray, they're spinning around and, and I'm looking for kind of foreign objects in there, and it's it's not uncommon to find um, rocks, uh, small stones, you know. Uh, but but what I found most interesting is I find um, particularly from Guatemala. Um, and a couple of other, uh, kind of South, you know, Central America, South, uh, South American countries, I find these, these big nuggets of, of corn. Um, and wow. When I first started finding those, I'm like, what, what in the heck? Uh, but it makes total sense. You know, they are, they are yeah. trekking up into these steep mountainsides and hand picking these coffee cherries and the only way they get those that product down off the mountainside is to put them in these burlap bags and strap them on horse and donkey's backs and so that corn is being fed to you know the donkeys and horses and and some of it ends up in in the the coffee beans that I end up buying and that's always just a reminder to me like this humbling reminder like Man, that cup of coffee you're able to buy at your at your local coffee shop comes from a lot of hard work and sweat and, um, you know, poor conditions. Right? Mm-hmm. People often ask, why does a cup of coffee cost two and a half bucks? If you were to if you were to link that that story back from you know your cup of coffee to where yeah. how that, that coffee originated, there are a lot of people struggling out there to to produce what what we enjoy so much and they get paid very little to do it so
0: mm, so true and you're helping to change that one cup of coffee at a time
1: coffee at a time you know it's um it's well uh, that's not
0: you know what that's not necessarily true it's, it's not on the coffee side you're helping change that uh one one bag of beans at a time yeah excellent wow what an incredible story thank you i'm watching the time we could go i i'm guessing we could probably go for another hour and a half Yeah, still just barely scratch the surface (laughs) probably (laughs) so you've um you've also established a very successful internet presence
1: for your yeah. business. Has that, re- has that
0: really expanded your reach in terms of being able to connect with customers? And,
1: and- It really has, Jeff. Yeah. We um, um, we started, w- when we launched the cafe, we we started, kind of built, uh, Jen built a, a website uh, with a template. and um, get,
0: I'm going to see if I can succeed, if I cannot get it up there. Yeah. Succeed yeah. in getting your uh, homepage back up again, because it's yeah. just such a great shot of the area.
1: Yeah, so we had no idea what to expect. Like who's going to who's going to know about Lational coffee roasters if you don't live in the community, right? And and mm-hmm. um, the internet really is an amazing thing. Social media, it's uh so we now um we ship all over the country. It's it's really blown our blown us away. It's you know, we will get an order in um and like how did they find out about us, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we've, uh, we've got a, a website, um, um, where you can learn a little bit about us and, and kind of our, our business philosophy, if you will, order mm-hmm. merch and coffee and tea off of there. And then, uh, we've got, a an Instagram and a Facebook handle, I guess it is uh page, uh, Jen does all that stuff. Um, but uh, that's that's been fascinating for for like new small business owners what impact social media and in the web has had mm-hmm. on literally millions of small businesses right it's yeah uh, particularly during the pandemic when when we were having to close our doors we couldn't have customers in the the online sales is really what kept us afloat uh, we were mm. shocked at the amount of that just the sheer percent increase in our online orders. Um So yeah, real, real grateful for that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad that that was, that that helped keep you afloat. You know, yeah. most, it, it's interesting that it is so many people are finding you online because they're not as fortunate to have mutual friends like I did. Yeah. You know, right. Even Mary Dresbach that's, who, Hey, they shipped, you know, shipped out some coffee and go, you got to
1: try this. <laughs> I, uh, yeah all oh, the dresbachs it's uh, it all circles right back around doesn't it it's it does oh, great people and, and that's uh one of the things that we really enjoyed about coffee is um coffee's uh like a human interaction type of product right it's many mm-hmm. go yeah. and drink it at our desk and whatnot but it, it really just draws people together Um, and it, really does kind of create community. Um, so it's, uh, to kind of circle back to, to Steve and Mary in the conversation is a, just a a good reminder to me that, um, you know, what we're able to call as, as a job, um, really hat you know, it's, it's really just about people and and relationships and community and, you know,
0: what is, it is such a social experience, coffee and tea, or such a social experience because, you know, either gather around the water, you know, around the coffee maker mm-hmm. or, you know, or making a hot cup of tea gives a chance to socialize in, in work environments, but also the cafe space
1: yep.
0: Yep. to, to either hold a business meeting or socialize and hang out and have, you know, hot beverage and maybe something a little to nosh on.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But also the, the, the social experience and impact when you were talking about how you source the beans. Mm-hmm you know reaching all the way across continents yeah to to improve that their social experience where they where they're running local businesses local women-owned businesses right. Right. to yeah. to grow and pick beans
1: yeah 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 it's um uh, y- even though I, I grew up kind of hanging out in coffee shops I, I don't think I really had this full realization of what a social business coffee is mm-hmm. if- it really defines for a lot of people kind of their their social outings you know jen and i when we were dating even when for a lot of years when we were married and and had young kids and were able to get a rare an afternoon out of the house we went to coffee shops you know and uh yeah i think a lot of people do so um yeah again we just feel really pretty fortunate to be able to to Uh, do what we're passionate about you know have an impact and we've created just so many cool relationships with people who just walk in off the street you've never met before but over a cup of coffee you get to we've met some really really just awesome people
0: yes well i'm glad we had an opportunity to meet over a cup of coffee as well
1: yeah yeah
0: i'm really enjoying this um joker's blend thank you (laughs) We you to to point Glenn. make sure I get that right
1: we you so, yeah what uh
0: what else is happening with your business are you are you expanding it you, you've got the coffee you've expanded into tea yeah you've got a great line of merch available yeah on your website what what else is happening with the business anything new coming up
1: yeah so um working on a couple new roasts um I'm working on uh it's easy to get in kind of a rut right you know I've got 10 10 mm-hmm. roasts that I do and wow
0: 10 um, that's quite a bit
1: Kind of do it in my sleep a little bit now, you know, I, I've got those dialed in, but um, uh, just not wanting to, to get kind of stale, if you will. I'm working on uh, a couple new rows, um, hoping to roll out another blend or two this summer. So we'll, get, we'll have some new fresh coffees rolling out here fairly soon. Um, we're, uh, we're looking for ways to just kind of expand our reach. Uh, we've got a monthly, um, coffee subscription program. That's fairly new. Okay. So people can order and say, I want a bag of this every month, or I want four bags of you, you pick for me, you know, roaster's choice, send me four bags a month type of thing. Um, and then we do some wholesale roasting. Um, so we're, we're, um, Going to be roasting for a, a new coffee shop down in uh, Jackson, Michigan, about five hours from us. Oh, nice! Yeah. Um, so yeah, just looking for ways to to kind of round out, um, uh, you know, uh, kind of the the overall business. Um, but uh, yeah, just really, our focus all along has been kind of keep a, a, a razor focus, do something well, um, and and stay true to that um one of the more interesting things i think Jen and i both have noticed as as business owners is a lot of people um have a lot of, of ideas for you right and, and some of them are great ideas and and uh, some of them are just not great ideas you know but uh just um yeah. there are a lot yeah. of pressures to hey you should do this and you should do that you know but uh rather than than chasing all these rabbit holes we we've worked really hard to say okay we got into it to do good coffee and jen's a fabulous baker so she does just a you know a small okay like um made from scratch fresh everyday uh pastries oh Oh,
0: you're so making me want to be there (laughs) to try some of the home baked goods
1: the oh boats go second August, uh, second Saturday in August uh, this year, Jeff. So, there's a chance to come back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Coffee, tea, home baked, truly home baked snacks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We're having fun with it.
0: Good. Good. Dave. So, the best place for uh, people to get in touch is through your website.
1: Yeah, probably our website. Yeah, LeashinalCoffeeRoasters uh-huh. Yep. com. and uh, Instagram and Facebook uh, by that same handle, just uh, at Leashinal Coffee Roasters. Um, yeah.
0: Man, thank thank you for spending so much time today to to chat and talk about the business and the great stories. I really appreciate that. And as you're watching this, if you want a cup of coffee with a conscious conscience, that's good coffee that has been sourced with in in an ethical manner and with an eye towards helping specifically women that are running their own businesses in countries where you don't see that much and they don't really get treated well for that kind of mindset, then reach out to LeshanoCoffeeRoasters.com. You're going to love it. I'm enjoying my, again, I just have to, I have to do it. Enjoying my uh, Joker's yeah. Point blend. Thank you, Stephen Mary Dresback, for that and for connecting yeah. me with Dave. Dave, thank you for your time. And yeah, uh, I look I, forward I, to hearing more good thank things.
1: You for for reaching out and and uh, having me on, it's, it's been a blast. Yeah, I, I could we could keep talking. It's uh, yeah Souls <laughs> and uh, <laughs> could, could keep it going. But uh, yeah, I appreciate the well, time today.
0: And that, that leaves the door open uh, for a possibility of doing a follow up down the road.
1: Absolutely. I'd love to. Maybe
0: we'll do a live stream from your cafe
1: at yeah, some point. Yeah, yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Dave, thank you. And thank you as you're watching us for being part of the conversation. We appreciate that. This is live interactive tele- you know, 21st century television, live and interactive. Mary Schoberg dressback. Thank you for being part of the conversation today and being interactive. This is Wolf's Watch. I'm Wolf, and we will see you on the trail.